Hi, and welcome to another edition of Menopause Buddies. Today, I'm joined by Debbie. Debbie's from New Zealand and is a quality assurance manager. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Annie. How are you? I'm very well, and you? Good, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, as you can hear from the accent, am South African. I immigrated with my family to New Zealand in 2009. I work for a global export dairy company as quality assurance manager. But historically, my background's more in marketing and supply chain. So quite an eclectic career, but, um, you know, it's something that I've enjoyed, enjoyed on the journey. Brilliant, brilliant. Now, we're here to talk about menopause. Would you like to tell us about your journey so far, you know, where you're at? Yes. Yeah, so, um, so my journey has been going ooh, probably for the past 15 years. Oh. I was um, perimenopause at that stage, quite, quite early um, menopause in my early 40s, and then um, hadn't quite realized to be fair at that stage what it was all about just you know knew my hormones were changing and that was about it on top of all of that you know and um, decided to immigrate 14 years ago and um wow. with all the the tr- emotional I suppose ups and downs I always um attributed it to the immigration process not necessary to menopause and um, and then um, while I was in New Zealand, um, went to go and see a gynecologist, had all of the bloods, and he confirmed at that stage that um, I was moving um, pretty much out of perimenopause and, um, and kind of went, oh, well, kind of welcome to your new phase of life, so to speak. And so that, that was kind of the journey to full-blown menopause, um, which is really, or the big M, really been a journey, I think a little bit of discovery because I had thought initially that, you know, once I got all of the symptoms and once I, I kind of went in, onto hormone replacement therapy, which I am on, that, you know, all, everything would be good. <laughs> I hadn't yeah. realized that you would go through this roller coaster of ups and downs and ups and downs actually throughout my menopause journey. So as it's felt really good and everything's in control, um, then I'll kind of go on the roller coaster downwards and start getting symptoms again. And especially, you know, the kind of um, emotional imbalance or the mood swings, for want of a better word, you know, seem to pop up every now and again, fairly unexpectedly. So, so it has been a journey of discovery. So you, how long have you been on HRT? So I've been on HRT since the beginning of this year. So what are we, August now? Say seven, seven months. Oh, recently. So yeah. And, and, and yeah. so were the main symptoms emotional and um, sort of more mental health or did you have a full range? Full range. So actually, it's a, it's a funny story. In about November last year, we had a television program um, here in New Zealand that you'll probably be um, quite famil- familiar with. It was the Sex Myths and the Menopause by Davina McCall. So it was yeah. a UK-based um, session. And actually, I was away on business that week and my husband saw it and he taped it and he went, 
oh, you need to watch this. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, here we go again. But I actually ended up watching it. I was really, really enlightened. And that was my catalyst for then going to see my home doctor and going, well, actually, I need to now be doing something. This can't be managing, you know, through self-care kind of thing. And and I'm very fortunate in that my home doctor um, is is a British lady. Um, I think she used to be on the Shetland Islands. And she um, she immediately knew what I was talking about. And she went through a list of, I think it was 43 um, symptoms and said to me, one, two, three, three being worse, one being mild, rate them. Well, I was three for everything except one item. And that was kind of like the itchiness on the skin, like a tingling sensation on the skin. So pretty much any anything you can get, I've had it or I've oh, got wow. it. Yeah, wow. And, and so then when you went on HRT, did that address most of those symptoms? Well, I think what HRT did is it addressed – um, as they, I progressed from strength to strength, because they don't put you on the full, full blown dosage immediately. Um, I started feeling, finding the milder symptoms starting to, um, disappear. So, you know, night sweats, hot flashes, kind of all those, um, you know, as I say, milder, but for some people that in itself can be quite distressing. But it was the, the, um, the more um, the mood swings, the brain fog, that just absolutely, you know, walking into a car park and cannot find the car, you know, you parked yeah. half an hour ago kind of thing. That has continued to linger. Now, every now and again, you know, as I say, this this roller coaster ride, it kind of comes back and I, and I feel, oh, I'm on top of this. I really feel lucid again and, you know, it's all in control and I can go through you know, a couple of really stressful meetings and be right on top of my game and then wham, bam, it comes back again and I can't remember what I, you know, what I said yesterday. So it, it has been, as I say, a journey of discovery. Wow. So you so you went on um, HRT quite late in the journey, if, if it's been I did. 15 years. What were you doing before that to um, help the symptoms? Well, before that, I was um, a, a really good friend of mine who had kind of gone through menopause, said to me, oh, Debbie, take these herbal supplements. And um, um, I kind of went on the, the herbal supplements and, you know, I suppose tried to persevere, but I persevered for a good five years on them with them without them having any significant effect on any of the symptoms so I suppose and I don't want to um, take away from herbal supplements because they absolutely do work for some people they mm. just weren't working for me mm. and, and and in New Zealand then um, so you would did you go to your doctor initially I was seeing um, another doctor the gynecologist was a gentleman elderly gentleman and you know never ever spoke to me about HRT, never even put it on the table. It was, you know, kind of the case of, well, you're getting old, you know, you're getting into the next phase of life, kind of enjoy it, um, you know, in a nice way. I mean, you know, he was a lovely, lovely elderly gent, but didn't 
even discuss or give me an option um, for hormone replacement therapy. And as I say, you know, I'd kind of heard of it, you know, all the rumors about HRT and breast cancer and associated risks. I'd kind of heard it, but never really done any research around, is this an option? What does that look like? Until, as I say, November last year, and um, then when I when I go went to go and see my home GP, um, you know she she was immediately on board and went, yep, let's try it. She did say to me from the onset, look, yeah, it may not work as you're expecting it to work, but you know let's go on the journey. And as I say, um, you know, being amazed at how well it has actually worked for me. Brilliant. And and I'm interested that you sent, you've got 43 symptoms. Um, so w- what, what were they all? Oh, now you're asking me. Um, <laughs> she actually gave me a piece of paper that I had to fill in at one stage, but it was all of the, um, you know, the standard um, kind of symptoms, including, um, you know, um, the less loss of, um, Lipido and vaginal dryness and all of, you know, from, as I say, the mild to the, um, to the extreme, um, except, um, the shingles or, or itchy skin piece that I, I never got. So there was a, there was, I, I would, lie to you now if I could remember all of them off my head but you went through Um, and one of the the really interesting ones that I would have never associated with menopause was um um joint pain you know I started with joint pain um in my knees and my hands oh probably about easy six years ago and I just again went oh I'm getting old you know um probably a little bit of you know um arthritis coming in but I really did lose strength in my hands to the extent that you know I couldn't even open a glass bottle or a glass jar or or a coke you know lid I had to ask somebody to to do that for me and I hadn't realized that that was one of the symptoms and funnily enough that is the one thing that the HRT has resolved. I don't have joint pain in my hands or my knees anymore. And um, and the strength in my hands has started to come back. Relevant for my age, but certainly has started to come back. I was amazed. That's interesting, isn't it? We we just don't know what estrogen and the balance of hormones is doing to us, do we? You know, when we're when we have it all, we only miss it when it's gone. <laughs> Correct, correct. But just not necessarily even associating that um, with the symptoms because, as I say, when she went through this list of multiple things, I was like, really? Is that, you know, is is that a sign? And she was like, yep, yep. So that was one of the um, symptoms that certainly surprised me. Goodness. And and in, in terms of when you were going through everything and before you, you were on HRT, were you able to work? And if you weren't, you know, if there were days when you just felt, you know, I can't, I can't do this, was there support for you in the workplace? Um, 
I never stopped working. I didn't honestly think any that not working kind of was an option. Um, and I think one of the, the big catalysts for that was, you know, immigrating into a new country, um, you know, kind of um, sets you kind of back a little bit and, you know, yeah. you kind of tr- start to build the nest egg again for a for a good retirement. So I never at one point in time um, thought that giving up work was an option. I, I did um, – I, I tried really hard, I suppose, to put on a different persona. So, you know, I'd kind of give myself this pep talk, you know, on the way to work or certainly on the way to to a difficult meeting around, you know, put the game face on and da-da-da-da. And, you know, then after situations that would not be stressful at all, you know, 20 years ago, I'd get in my car and just sit in my car and cry for a half an hour before I'd actually start driving. And it was those points, you know, that became, um, I suppose, more frequent and more noticeable. And as I say, initially, when that the mental health component of menopause really started taking its toll, I attributed it to to multiple things. You know, like I say, immigrating, you know, eight years ago, I did a significant career change going completely, um, you know, into food safety and quality, which is not my background, had not been my expertise, took a fundamental shift in my career direction. And, you know, again, just always attributed it to, the learning curve, the situation I was in, never to menopause. Never, ever did I think menopause was the catalyst for a lot of the emotions I was feeling. Oh, is it? And I think that's common for lots of women up until very recently, really. It's only because we've got more knowledge. We, Most of us find out that, oh, that was menopause when we look back on it rather than when we're in it. And, yeah. And, absolutely. And, you know, um, one of the things that I – really um, thought was interesting is that, um, you know, there's a, um, um, you know, there's a, um, there's a little bit of historic research that I've been doing on menopause and, and women and mental health, among other things. It was really interesting to understand that actually in the 18th century, you know, lots and lots of women were institutionalized and put into asylums because, Mm. You know, we were having hysteria and going mad. And, um, you know, so it's not new. It's not new for any of us. It's, um, you know, it's just part and parcel of the journey. Yes. and But now we have the knowledge, which is so good. And we, it's almost if, if we'd known what it was when it was happening, it would have been easier to deal with because you say, ah, oh, that's what it is. I'm okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that I've discovered on my journey, um, certainly since November last year, is that the more I've spoken about it, the more everybody else has a story to tell. And it's been really amazing. You know, in the organization I work for, we've got um, a women support group, but it's more around career development and progression. But Recently, we've started, you know, talking about menopause and, and funnily enough, um, that TV show that I mentioned earlier on, you know, um, there was a link to that on it. 
as well as, you know, um, other mechanisms that do exist within New Zealand that I hadn't been aware of until, you know, fairly recently, really um, menopause clinics that are available where you can go in um, and, um, you know, women's health around, around menopause. So until you start asking the question or talking about it, you don't actually really have the information, which is really sad that it isn't something that's front of conversation or fairly topical until you actually start going, well, you know, I've got the big M and, you know, these are some of my symptoms. And people don't actually really start opening up and go, oh, yeah, absolutely, I've got this, and hey, have you heard about this? Have you tried this? Have you listened to this? Or have you read that? So it's been really, really interesting. Yeah, I mean, we're so good at helping each other when we actually start talking, but it's that initiating that conversation. I think people, even in 2023, are still reluctant, embarrassed. I don't know what the um, adjective is, but we, you know, we, we, we don't openly talk about it as much as we should. We, we certainly don't. But I must say that um, my reflection has been to talk about it more openly with my daughter. And, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed. My daughter's 30 years old and, and just had twin girls. So, oh, wow. um, so the girls are now almost um, 10 months old. And just oh. my conversations with her around, you know, her, her hormone journey now post-pregnancy and, yeah. and, you know, some of the what is commonly called the baby blues and the post, you know, um, post-birth um, uh, depression and some of those symptoms and having those real candid conversations about what I'm going through with my hormone journey with menopause, but what she's going through because her hormones are all over the place as well since having um, the girls. So that's been a really, really great um, conversation and opportunity for us to be able to, I suppose, demystify some of the things yeah. that my mother never told me. I mean, I I so wished my mother had sat me down and explained to me what menopause was and spoken me through her journey because she must have had that fairly early in life because my mother had a rest hysterectomy, you know, in her 30s. So she would have had, oh, wow, yeah. you know, all of these symptoms then already, but never, ever kind of demystified it or spoke about it. Never once did my mother ever speak to me about menopause. I suppose they were that they just were conditioned not to talk about it, weren't they? It was just something you didn't talk about, sadly. Correct, correct. Yeah. It was a it was a different era. Yeah. So that's that's what I've really found, you know, listening to your podcasts and listening to others, I found it really, really invigorating that more and more and more women are coming out and speaking about menopause, speaking about the symptoms, and for wanting a better word, almost normalizing it. This isn't something, you know, horrific that's happening to us, even though, again, you know, the symptoms can sometimes be really overwhelming for some, but it is something that, you know, we're, we're all on and, um, and we have so much research and so much, you know, things you can go and look up and, and find out about menopause. Now, it's so widely available on the internet. It never was like that 15 years ago. 
I mean, you didn't have half of the information that you have available today, or not even a quarter, you know, when I started my perimenopause. Yeah. And I think, you know, what you said about your daughter, we all owe that, in fact, to our children to talk about it because it's, it affects everybody. So, you know, your daughter now won't be blindsided when she starts her perimenopause because she'll know what it is. And we all owe it to the next generation to to actually inform them. And that is part of what the menopause is about, is passing it back. This, this, this podcast is about it's passing it back and just making sure no one was as um, in the dark as we were, really. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and so in in terms of in New Zealand, um, it, it sounds like things are being talked about and there is an openness. And your company has a, a woman's group that where you can mm. have a forum to talk about the menopause. Is that quite common now? Um, no, I wouldn't say it's that common outside um potentially the industry I'm in you know I'm very fortunate to work for a very large organization so the women as I say the women and um, networking um, group initially was around um, career development and mentorship not necessarily about menopause menopause has been one of the things that it has come through um, as a topic of conversation but I think that, um, you know, if I kind of go outside of my organization, it is still a journey of discovery. And I don't think that New Zealand is yet in a situation where there's true recognition of menopause, the impact of menopause in the workplace, and, and more so kind of a support mechanism for women you know, the one in four women that really, really have extreme symptoms, you know, because that's what the statistics say, you know, one in four of us are going to have no symptoms, two in four are going to have mild symptoms, but that one one in four is going to have those really, really severe um, severe symptoms. And, and I don't yet know we're in a place where we're able to support that appropriately and um and do what's right for people who are really sitting in that extreme space yeah yeah certainly in the women that i've spoken to so far there are women who've had to leave work there there are women who have had to change change work because they can't cope with the stress so it's it's a real impact and here companies are starting to take cognizance of the fact that okay let's look at this woman she has been she has been successful throughout her career. What's changed? And they're looking at that. And that's that's the conversation that needs to be had, isn't it? It's to suddenly look holistically at the person and ask what's changed. And generally, in most cases, it will be something like the menopause. And um, that's a conversation to have and see what how they can support that person. Yes, and I really do um, look forward to seeing that maturity in organisations and um, certainly within New Zealand around when we can truly get to the point of understanding that menopause is a factor and a contributor, not, um, not starting to assume that women that get to a certain age are, you know, beyond the ability to contribute to the workplace. 
Yeah, no, totally. And I we I think everyone listening will say yes, we want to get there all over the yeah. world. All over yeah. the world. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean it's yeah. it's it's more important now because with the with the reducing birth rates, you know, we're in the older generation, we need to work because we're needed. <laughs> That, that's right. That's right. And I just think, you know, um, we, we absolutely have the role to play. I mean, I just love, um, something that I, that I read recently that talks about the crone phase, you know, which is menopause and the fact that in really, really old times, it was the crone that were the wise woman and the healers, um, in the community. And I, I just love that. I think it, you know, as it resonated, then it resonates today. You have so much wisdom when you start going into this phase of life. It's, um, you know, it would be an absolute shame not for not for us to step up and be able to share that wisdom. Exactly, exactly. Oh, it's been wonderful talking to you, Debbie. And I'm glad your journey is getting easier. And um, I think it's, but it, it's, as you say, it comes and goes. And I think that's uh something for everyone to, to know it doesn't stay all the time but it just it comes in phases doesn't it in waves yeah absolutely and I think that's the important thing is because we get our expectations um set when your know, all symptoms starting to fade and we go oh you know this is working and we on this um you know the, this road where, where we're gonna have reduced symptoms we're gonna you know get our mental health and mental agility back but it does come in cycles. Now I'm looking forward to the day when mine has plateaued and I actually do start seeing the full benefits of HRT, which I, you know, which I have no doubt I will. But, you know, at the moment it is still coming in those waves, as you say, and it's, it's been realistic about um, about the milestones, I suppose, that I'm, I'm on as well. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Debbie, and thank you for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Annie. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me for another edition of Menopause Buddies. If you'd like to have a specific topic discussed, please let me know at annie at menopausebuddies.co.uk and I'll try and include an episode on that topic.